We are back with the Buffalo Name Podcast. I'm Joe Kelly. As always, I'm joined by none other than Dom Loss. And Dom, we're recording at 8.14 p.m. right now, okay? It's a later, later day. What are your thoughts? What are your feelings right now? It's a different vibe. It's a different vibe. You know, two dudes sharing one mic. Yeah. Um, back yeah. like the old days. Listen, we're, what, a month away from our two-year anniversary. So, um, thought we'd give you guys, listeners, a taste of what it was back in the old days. So this is a way quality, better mic than your iPhone. So, yeah, it's better than an iPhone sitting in the middle of a table. So, we're going to hope. Uh, that time, it was three guys, not one. So, three guys, one iPhone. I mean, that that, that is an interesting beginning. But we are here now with our new microphones. Or phone for this episode, we Singular. should say. Um, I'll, I'll give a little background on what exactly happened here, just to to ease the minds of the listeners. We're not going backwards, okay? If anything, we we're improving. Um, we so today I ended up driving to Ohio to pick up my new vehicle. Right through some swafus, if you will, I was delayed by about three hours, so I didn't have time to pack what I needed to get the podcast ready to go. So we're doing it later in the day with a very limited setup. So uh, apologize if any of you are disgusted by the viewing, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll the listening the listening. Yeah, video oh, yeah, one. that's right. That's right. We're doing audio only this week, but uh, we'll be back next week. Just so you know. Also, every episode is now on YouTube. Just a quick program note. Uh, you can go back and not just the video. They have the audio files as well. So you'll be able to go back and listen to any episode you want on YouTube if that's your player of choice. Like and subscribe while you're there. I mean, that'd be great. But anyway, I just have one question. I think this is the viewer question, you know, it's out of my mind. You know, your old car, the Jeep, had an amazing card cover. It did. The Buffalo Podcast. Obviously, your new car, I won't spoil what it is unless you want to say what it is, does not have the same back to the car. So, where people want to know, would want, I think, want me to ask this question, where is the cover going see that's really funny you ask it's getting wrapped entirely in the buffalonian podcast logo so um you will not miss it it is going to be an eyesore just kidding it's not i'll probably have a sticker on the back you'll be able to see <laughs> nothing too crazy but um you know gotta gotta represent i still have the tire cover we should probably hang it in the studio on the wall what do you think it probably could it, it would fit obviously right if people have been you know, watching on youtube watching you've on seen YouTube. the studio we have the hashik you know banner and then the bills fan cave probably up up like make a little triangle was that where that hook is yeah we'd be able to do something we'll figure it out we'll get it to you don't worry probably shouldn't be a conversation we're having on the podcast but you know it happens to the best of us um let's get into some bills talk at this point i think uh you and i both avid adders uh we we you know we're dealing with it uh <laughs> i'll go off topic quite a bit but the bills are in a good situation here the salary cap has increased just a smidge a little smidge for them maybe give some breathing room the boulder is not quite pressing down on your chest cavity as much putting strain on you so what do you what are your thoughts here and what moves do the bills make to in this like what do they do to take advantage anything you can see or well the salary cap went up 30 million dollars to 255 i think a lot of teams expected it to be in the low 240s 242 243 so the 13 million dollars is a significant raise obviously it helps all 32 teams but especially teams that were you know maybe not as healthy in the cap as you know like the bills are that helps them a lot um maybe moves that they didn't you know Level, 
you know, they didn't have to pull maybe the Stefan Diggs restructuring maybe contract now, or maybe they do and they have more salary cap because of it. I mean, they'll have an extra $13 million. So I think maybe if they still want to do all the moves they were going to make at 240, uh, you could see maybe another Leonard Floyd type signing. So I think, I think at least that opens up the possibility for the bills to be, I'm not going to say they're going to be super aggressive, but maybe one move later, like, Leonard Floyd, or maybe it's AJ Epinesa coming back. Like, I think they could maybe pursue um, a quality piece in free agency at the right price, obviously. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, at that point, it's it, it makes you feel a little better, but not too much better, right? It gave them a little more breathing room, like I said, nothing too crazy. Um, they're still going to have to make some moves that people might not like, right? Gabe Davis posted that goodbye, as we mentioned. He's going to walk. Uh, Epinesa, someone, as you know, as I've stated on the program, I would like to see stay around. I think he has more upside. Uh, you might see that happen now. So this is a, this is a, this is a big plus for the Bills, and we'll see how it affects their their free agency here um, coming up. But I think that that's, there's not a lot of Bills news going on no, right now. No, obviously it's the, com- low. the combine is happening uh, this week. So mm-hmm. next week I think we could have a, we'll have a conversation at least about – The combine I mean, breakdown, if you will. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you know, maybe this is the year. Well, we can't because of Joe's Achilles, but maybe next year is the year we finally do the Buffalonian Combine. Yeah, I wish I could. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'll have to show the viewers of an image of an MRI of my Achilles. It looks like a piece of Swiss cheese with multiple little tears in it. So um, we're gonna we're gonna viewer discretion is advised whenever that happens, but we'll let you know. Uh, yeah, the Buffalonian Combine was slated to happen in 2021, the founding year of the pod, and uh, it has not yet. So we've we've hit a roadblock there. But hey, you know what? Might as might as well say this now, right? Little little note for everyone. It's just it's a it's a it's a laid back pod, all right? It's it's Buffalonian after dark. Okay, that's what we're gonna call this one. <laughs> yeah, right? rip off Buffalonian after dark. Buffalonian Bowl number three will be coming to you at some point this summer. I know that's very vague, very just non-detailed, but uh, we're trying to do a summer game where no one's freezing their absolute ass off. So like that, that is, that is where we're at at this point. Um, it, it'll make a huge difference instead of playing in 32 degrees and snowing we'll and wind. Ground, we'll just be sweating or just off. be sweating in Buffalo's humid Miami like summer. So well, we get two opposite ends of the spectrum for you. Maybe we'll have one in fall at some point where it's like 16 sunny. That's football weather. I mean, that's football weather, but we'll have to wait and see on that one. Um, everyone's still, I, in, a I, lot I, of us are still in school. So I guess we can announce it as well that Joe and I are going to be behind the mics. So yes, yes. You heard too. the producer, Mooch, and myself behind the mic on the Buffalo Bowl 2. The first one was unaired. Not going to say what happened there. Anyway, um, <laughs> you'll see, you'll see and hear Dom and I on the call. We're excited about it. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, hopefully get a better quarterback performance out of both teams. We'll see what happens. Uh, well, we got to watch it when you know, you got to watch that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but it was a little lackluster uh, from one side. Um, anyway, we have backwards passes. Buff, yeah. Backwards passes, fumbles into the end zone for a touchdown, pick sixes, pick sixes the whole deal. I mean, if you haven't seen it yet, you should go look at it. Cause it's on the YouTube channel, Buffalo and bowl two. The first half is, we didn't take into account that batteries don't do well in the cold. Uh, the whole setup just failed by uh, by halftime. So you'll see the clock stop. You get a nice music though, music bump going into halftime. So um, no, we'll have a we'll have a full program for you in the summer. Hopefully on a uh, power bank of some kind where it's not going to just die on us. So we'll have a full game for the first time in Buffalo and Bowl history this coming summer. So um, 
it'll 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 be it'll be fun we're excited to do it i'm excited to have dom on the on the call with me it'll be it'll be a good time so yes i think i think it will be um it'll be splendid i think this, i think it'll be our best production yet because i think we could prompt we could hope we're putting a little more prep into this one yeah, too so a little we, bit better prepared little we bit. know what happened in the last one that needs to change as well preparedness wise so that's happening now better field better so. field and actually maybe renting a space so like that you know that helps when you're just not popping up a table and getting your setup going you get your you get you get a booth and everything so we'll see what happens who, there but who knows make it a sponsored response to the game to pay for the field oh Oh, maybe so. We'll have to wait and, and see. And, as, as, again, off-topic pod, whatever. Throw back to our, the first ad, ads of the Buffalonian podcast. What was the first ad? Oh, oh, yeah. You know, we're, picking, uh, we're looking for sponsors to take our show to the next level. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All that. So you can go back and listen to our old episodes. But do take a look at the Buffalonian Bowl 2. Rip it to shreds. Tell us what we need to do differently. And let us know what you thought. Um, cause we will, we're going to look at that, revisit everything. And we're getting a Buffalonian bowl three ready for June or July at some point in this early summer. So, uh, we're excited to do it. But anyway, I think that ends the football programming for yes. today. We'll talk about the, I know there is a survey that came out for the NFLPA, but, um, we'll talk we'll, about, we'll, that, we'll talk about that next week with the combine kind of wrap those two things. Cause then we'll get to talk about the sound bites and yeah. you know, being in maybe have podcast. a guest next week. We'll have to wait and see. You know, never know what's going to happen. But talking about our, our beloved Buffalo Sabres, they unfortunately had their three-game winning streak snapped um, yesterday in Florida, 3-2. to Of course, it's the, the Panthers. I mean, just absolutely heartbreaking. I just don't. First three-game win streak of the season, is it not? First three, I mean, they beat they get to 500-2 with the three-game winning streak. I mean, beating Carolina, who's a very solid team, and then taking care of Columbus and Montreal was – Really good. I mean, tomorrow is a big game playing against Tampa Bay, which is a team that you need to beat. You're chasing that team if they if you want to make playoffs. But Florida's a really good team. They're I think they've won like seven of their last eight or eight of the last nine, and it's a tough way to lose. It's just frustrating how they continue to lose these games. You know, down two one late, they get kind of a cheap call from the from the refs, and then Granada loses his cool. Costing them another penalty, and then they score in the five on three, which ended up being the game winning goal. And then I just, this is the third year around this crap, but you have possession in the offensive zone with two minutes to go and you don't pull the goalie. Like, yeah, that's a Granado-ism right there. It's just We're not pulling goalies. He didn't, get out, he didn't get off until 24 seconds. Yeah, you need to give your players time with six men, six on five. There's a reason and you're why not you want to have six guys because yeah. you, you have an extra guy in puck battles, an extra guy just out there. Like, yeah, and it, an extra scoring opportunity in a lot of cases, and you're not capitalizing even, on that. Even, like, I was, was mind-numbing to me is that they missed the window, I guess, with the possession. But once they got possession their own end and you're trying to break out, he should have pulled the goalie. Who cares if the freaking first pass of the breakout gets picked and they score? Like, congrats, lose by two goals instead of one. Mm-hmm. But, like, playing it that conservative, well, when while watching your team consistently not be able to break out on five-on-five five the, as the Panthers are just loading up is just – it's like beating a – like, your head against the wall. You're beating a dead horse at that point. You're just you, – your you're foot – your someone else's head is, or oh gosh, I'm, I'm sorry, this is a Joeism. I can't get it out the first time. Somebody else's foot is on your head with your teeth in the curb. That's what just that's what's happening at this point. And he likes it. He likes it. He likes it, and it's frustrating. It's just I don't I don't get it. Right, like you said it, and like I said, it's a Granadoism. That's just how it is. That's, but that's coaching. Like, that's coaching. That's just mental. That's and just that's why people are calling for your head. That's why there's pickets outside of Key Bank 
fire Granado. Donnie Meatballs. Okay, the players don't like that. Boo-hoo. Your coach needs to make better decisions. Like, that's just what uh, I, I will say, though, on Sunday, they didn't salute the crowd. They did salute the crowd. They did salute the crowd. But I, I think it's frustrating. Obviously, it's going to be interesting what happens the rest of the way because Lukanen now has played, uh, like, so I, I'm going to count this up real fast. One, two, three, four. Last six. He started the last six games. And he's been. And if you count after the Comrie start, he started the four after that. So he's he started 10 of the last 11. And the reason why he missed the Florida game a couple weeks ago was from an injury. So, I mean, I don't even know what to say. Like, I, I mean, I'm impressed. Bruh. I mean, I'm impressed by his workload, but like. You're putting too much on it. I just feel like it's way too much. And then Darlene is insane. I think he has now six straight games where he's had 29-plus minutes on ice. And it's like, boys, like, I, I guess it's a playoff push because they, they have to try and attempt. Numerically, they're still in it. So, But, but like, like, you're just risking him for, like, for what? Like, a, you, I think they had a 3% chance maybe of making the playoffs, and I think that's high. Like, mm-hmm. I ran with two percent for about three weeks last year. So. Sure, but like yeah. I don't even know if it's worth it. Playing. But you're not. Yeah, you're not. He's you're not playing so much ice time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's your best player. And here's but the like, thing, the too. Heck? I mean, you can To me, I think you're just you're running Lucan and dry for the season. He's going to hit a wall at some point where he's going to need a solid amount of time off. This is a big workload on someone who's just basically come into his own. You know what who's I'm saying? Who's never had this workload before? Right. Who's right? never has? He's never been trained for in the, it in the NHL level. I should say. Yeah, Rochester, sure. But Levi's been doing really well in Rochester, actually. Like his last six starts. I mean, I saw a stat and he's kind of eaten down there. It's like 44 for 47, right? Like stuff like that. Like he's doing what he needs to do. That'll be good for next season. But you need to figure something out now. You can't be running Lucan in for all those games Absolutely. in a row. You know, they, they, so the, the deadline is in two weeks, I believe. Um, they had they move for a goalie. I mean, like, but like, I don't think they're going to give up an asset, but like, they got to at least give Comrie some starts to spell Lucan in, but. I just don't even know what I, I'm interested in what they do because also Granado finally pulled the plug on Eric Johnson. Mm-hmm. Eric Johnson gave the really bad goal on five and five where he gets pu- like pushed out of the way by Montour yeah. into his own guy. And then the, the shorthanded goal, he was awful. So he played three and a half minutes, didn't play in the second, third period. And it's like, what the hell is the point of playing him if you're going to play him three minutes? Mm-hmm. Like, that just is like Ryan Johnson sitting healthy scratch and we're going to play a guy three minutes. It's just. I'm sorry. It just doesn't make a lot. This team that doesn't make any sense what they're doing. If I, honest to God, then I know the solutions, the 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 comebacks going to be. Oh, they're trying to up his trade value. You know what you do? You'd be like, hey, we're healthy scratching him to keep him healthy for the trade deadline. Yeah, just for two weeks, do that and then trade him. Like for me, I'm all in the boat of the Sabers should be in the complete seller market. So they should be. They anyone, should be giving away their prospect, not giving away, but selling their prospects away. They have ton. Not their pro- that's buying. I don't think they should trade for anyone. The deadline's always a situation where the prices are yanked up a lot, like a lot. Yeah, inflation. Inflation. Like mm-hmm. Jordan Green went for a second round pick last deadline. Yeah. Like that they probably could have got him for I would assume a, a, a lower um cost in, if they did it in the offseason. So for me, it's like Eric Johnson has value, get rid of him. They won't trade a post, so Gergensen's get rid of him. Like, Olsen, find a way. Like, I don't even know what to say that. Like, why is he even here? I mean, like, just retain half his salary. I assume someone would want him for $2 million, but maybe not. I just, like, for me, if I was Madden Sabres, I would get all the assets. Now, 
when you said about the prospects is interesting because I think there may be a scenario where you do buy, but like I don't know, it's mm-hmm. got to be like the the Sabers are now in a situation where when you identify your core and you're missing some pieces, specific pieces, like you have to go for that specific piece. Yeah, right. And that you can't you can't really fumble te- around. But that mm-hmm. team, you know, like the team you're trading with, knowing you're going after that specific piece is going to have that price increase. You know what I mean? Like everyone wants a top four right shot defenseman. But if that if team A is just doing it to better themselves at the deadline for a playoff run, right? And, and you're team B, but you know you want him for the long term to better yourself for the future, like what price do you think? Like, I guess maybe not maybe the team trading will just take whatever the price, but I think that would be two different prices, right? Yeah. Like team like the team trading would be like, you need him for specific long term, they need him for the short term, like they'd probably be trying to squeeze the, the team that needs them short term more than you. And then that, that's where you get out of it because yeah. they know the team, the team that needs has the short term need will be willing to pay more than you. Mm-hmm. Um, So that's like, that's where you get like trades that did it and go like, Oh my God, how'd they get a first round pick and a prospect? Well, like they know you're desperate and they're going to go for it. They know you're mm-hmm. desperate and they're going to go for it. So the Sabres really aren't in a position to buy because they're seat. That, that's why like, I think I would be out on bot trading for players at the deadline because the prices are just outrageous because the teams train them know that someone who's in a position, not 2% chance of making the playoffs is going to bite at that, at that, at their offer. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's where, that's where it's difficult. Cause it's like, how do you improve your team? And it's like, you kind of don't like if I was the Sabres again, trade away Eric Johnson. So I not even for the compensation of Eric Johnson, but for the, for the space of, for Ryan Johnson to play, I would trade away Jurgensen's not just for to trade away Jurgensen's for an asset, but again, you have a prospect in Rochester that could play. Move Jordan Greenway down to the fourth line, put Kulik with Cousins and Middlestat, or resign. Like that's how you. That's how I think I would do it. Is I would trade people that are blocking my players for compensation, sure, but also for opportunity. Yeah, because you have. I mean, what? There's 25 games left. Some aren't you 27 and 28 now? Yeah, 27, 28, and four, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So trying to do quick math in my head, but there's just like, under 500. 23 games left. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. by the deadline, it's probably like 18. So like you have yeah. an 18 game audition to be like, this is who it is. And also what it does is like if Yuri Kuli comes in for those 18 games and plays really well, like when you maybe look to acquire that specific piece we're talking about, it'd be like, hey, we have 18 games of Yuri Kulik. Like this is a sample size. I know 18 is kind of a small sample size, but it's sample size of like, hey, he's played well. Like, this is his value. And this is what we value as. And like, I don't know. That that's what I would do. But are you the Sabers? Am I the Sabers? No. No. And do you want to be the Sabers? No. In this situation, so Probably it's just not. like, listen. Oh, I do want to say this. Though. Okay. All right. Because I know we're gonna get we're, we're closing at the end of the Sabers talk. But you know what were you gonna say? No, I was just gonna say this team right now has completely just shat on expectations for the season. Sorry to put it like that. It's true. Um, you know, as Dom quoted me saying last week, I'm I'm so excited for the season to start October 25th or whenever it was. I, I wish the season would end. I mean, that's where we're at at this point. Like, I just want it to end so they can get into the offseason, get what needs to be done, done, and fix this. Because they had a wagon last year. They were going into the offseason with all the hype behind them, the play to show that they could do it. And this season, you've seen absolutely none of that. And your star players have regressed immensely. I mean, it, we're looking at the junior savers in some cases at this point. So it's just like, 
they, they need to really get their act together. And as a fan who's been out and in, out and in, in multiple points of his life, because, you know, they've been tough to watch. And I'm not like Dom who puts myself through that, even though I did with the Bills the whole time. I'm at the point now where you, you want to be out. They go on a three-game win streak. You're getting back into it. They tease you. They hold the stake in front of a lion, right? They're ready for it. Nope. They yank the fishing pole away. Gone. They, they can't lose. pull a goalie. Yeah, you can't. It, pull the pull the freaking goalie. Sorry. Just very frustrating to have to deal with this. But I think that's going to do it. I just have one thing to add. One last Sabres. thing for Sabres. Well, two, and things, that's to, do two things to add. Okay. They did announce that they're going to do renovations. Oh, that's bank. right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so. renovate, renovate the stadium for a team that can't make the playoffs. That's fantastic. I can't wait to see it because that's the only good thing I'm going to be excited to go see next season. Can't you? Can you wait? Can you wait to see a new roof and, uh, oh, my God, a new Jumbotron that could show the Sabres getting scored on the entire game? Me neither. Thank you for – I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm no. very sorry. Um, I apologize. No, you shouldn't. Um, so that, yes, they're going to get a new Jumbotron, a new roof. I guess they're investing in the team so they're not moving. I guess that's a yeah. good thing, you know. True. They're going to have an exclusive season ticket event, full team event. And they also there's like a NHL event that they're announcing. Um, some people were maybe think it's an international tournament. I think what many people speculate is I believe that next season they're start. I think it's next season. I might be completely wrong. Maybe two seasons from now. But there's rumored that they're going to start the season in Prague, overseas oh. against the Devils. So. Um, oh, Terry's Terry's figuring out places where they could possibly move and make. Well, he's money, got so. he's got to figure out how to put how you know he's got to get a yacht pass for that. Yeah, but uh, yeah. but um, he already sold the yacht to renovate Key Bank, so he's got to figure out how to lease another one, a cheaper one. So. Yeah, but um, with also the Sabers, I just have to make a point that Joseph and I went to the Bandits game on yes, good Saturday. I, yes, against um, uh, Albany. Albany, tough L. Yeah, not, not a great Bandit season, I'm going to say. I got parked on the top of the freaking parking garage too last memory of the jeep is that too yes yeah last memory of the jeep he took the last ever photo of me in it so i know yeah now it's going to an auction somewhere but anyway the bandits game seeing that place i i knew what you were going to say as soon as you brought it up seeing that place as packed as it was for a team that actually wins championships you know maybe they're not or at least competes for them competes for them right maybe they're not fantastic this season they're struggling right they're, they're definitely on a victory hangover right the Bills were five and five, though, right? And they made a push, so you never know. The Bandits could make a push to get into the playoffs and go again. But how fun was that environment? Like to see all those fans, you know, it, it was something that you don't see at anything other than a Bills game around here in the city of Buffalo. You saw that in KeyBank Center, and you're like, "This is what the Sabers could be, and more." That's what I'm saying. Like, this is a full house, but it's not a full house, but like it was pretty 15, much 16,000 fans. And it's like, this is what the Sabers like if they were solid team, like. This is what they would be ranking on a consistent basis. Right. And it's also a situation where it's kind of cool because I've never been uh, in a suite for a Bands game before. Yes, we I've, did. Been, yeah. I've been in a suite for a Sabres game, which was kind of cool because I actually like dominated that game yeah. against Oakwings last year. But uh, I've never been in a suite for a Bands game. It is cool. I think, though, after my experience with the Bands game, really it's multiple things. One is, I mean, it's still a fantastic environment. I love it. Mm -hmm. I would prefer sitting in like the 100. That's what I be in the environment. I think it's I would almost like a Bills game. Being in the environment. Point. Sabres, yeah. I could kind of, I'm no. okay being in the suites. You need another like, thing to pull your attention away yes. from the dumpster fire that's happening on the yeah. ice. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's not like, Bands game is like, they, they don't sell you really on. 
the, pro- the, the, the product of yeah. the no, they don't sell you on the actual game they sell you on the like the experience of the game right like the, the, music, the music the music the vibes the in-game announcing yes. all of that yeah like the sabers mm-hmm. is like all about selling you really mostly on the on ice experience mm-hmm. um and they're not selling yes yeah so that's they're, they're lacking in that regard yes, right absolutely so that wraps that up yeah so that i that one i i and I guess I'll say this too. My one complaint is that we did go to the three hundred at one point to say hello to my brother, and we went to the Lenovo line because we're like we're hungry, we want some za, we want some pizza, yeah, we want some pizza. And, and they they've uh, upgraded the slices quite a bit. They're very good. This the, the food quality has, has increased immensely. Really improved. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, though, the quantity there was none, and we, they were ready for a Sabres crowd. Yes, mm-hmm. we made the joke that they were ready for a Sabres quad. Uh, Sabres. Sabres crowd. I mean, crowd. that's just what it was because truthfully, they're not used to that many people packing in and ordering all that food. So the 300 level at least was out. I guarantee the 100 level probably had some, probably, I we would say. We were but we were in walk. the 300 level. We were too lazy to walk down. So we got chicken beers. So, yeah, we ended up with chicken beers, which were very good. Which were solid. Which were solid. Yeah, very solid. Um, but yeah, quantity in the 300s. I mean, we're, we're going to vouch. I mean, that, that has be to be upgraded. It got to be a little bit better there. I mean, improvement though, overall on a scale? Sure. The quality. Bar none. The quality of the food, the the lines, I think, are quicker, for at least in my opinion. So it's it, they have improved in that regard. And obviously with their innovations are really cool. But one thing I'll say is this, like, is it possible for us to get better seats, like in in you know get some cup holders, improve the seats, and maybe not have the seat in front of you in your knees? Yes, yeah, like, that'd al- be great. And also not sit in the three hundreds where my feet are sticking to beer that was spilled five years ago. Yeah, like right. I think that's the next thing I would recommend uh, if Terry's mm-hmm. listening to renovate. But yeah, Terror Bear, let's fix this again. Please. Really enjoyed it. Um, I guess our last thing to talk about on the pod is kind of. It's a little off. It's a little but, off. But we're getting close to bracket season. We even have a couple ideas for some brackets that we're going to try out. Maybe on the one-year special, but... Two-year special. Two-year oh, special. Buddy. Oh, wow. Sh- wow. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so last year. Um, <laughs> Dom texted in the group chat the other day. The Buffalonian pod group chat. And he's like, I talked with my brother on this March Madness thing. We have to talk about it on the pod. Okay, so I'm going in blind. I need you to just, just stare that mic down, baby, and let us hear it. Listen, let rip. All right, so I apologize this goes long, but so my brother Jeremy and I, uh, I don't even know what the heck we were doing, but he just came over and chilled on Sunday, and literally for an hour plus of our lives, we discussed the topic of expansion for the March Madness tournament, the NCAA mm-hmm. basketball tournament, men and women, but uh, we were focusing mostly on the men. So right now it's currently at 68 teams, right? It's uh, first four games, and then the round of 64. And there has been talk that they could increase that to 96 teams. Mm-hmm. We were thinking, well, how the heck would they be able to do that? They obviously, they had to add another weekend. But him and I were both discussing, we're like, I don't know how much I like. Like, It would basically be, instead of having four brackets of 16 teams, mm-hmm. it would be four of 24, right? You just add eight. Just add more teams. Add eight. Mm-hmm. You get rid of the first four, add eight. Yep. But him and I were both talking, we're like, it'd be great for having it be another week because and they'd also make a crap ton more money. It's great for it to be another week because as I get, I was a huge college hoops fans growing up as I get older and like, I don't have as much time to kind of sacrifice like every day of my week mm-hmm. to do that. I've right. kind of, I, I don't know how to explain it properly, but it's harder to keep in track, but I really pay attention like right, right about now, like right as a, when it turns to March, I lock in for the last week of the year, the conference tournaments, and I get ready for the picks. And I'm dialed in for the three weeks of the March Madness. So making it four weeks and like expanding the exposure and the money 
I think makes a ton of sense for me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would be in for that. Now, maybe the average consumer would be like, ah, I'm not in for that. Like one more week is just too much. For me, I think I would be okay with it. I think most sports fans would actually be okay with that because March Madness kind of brings back that feeling you had during football season. And there's nothing going on. And there's nothing happening right now. I, other than in Buffalo, you're dumpster fire of a hockey team but- doing nothing. But that's it. I mean, like you just it, it brings back that feeling of I have a horse in the race. You know, sure. what I mean? that, that kind of like thing. I have a team, a Cinderella team like uh, Florida Atlantic last year. But yeah, so we're talking. We're like we would preferably not want it to be 96 to like the round of 96. Then the round of 48. It's mm-hmm. like, why would why would they want to have one of the weekends, like the round of 64, to get diminished? So our plan was this. This is our idea. So this, okay. is, this is it. This All is right. It. This is it. The, the top selection Sunday. We'll just talk about it like it happens on March 1st, even though it doesn't. Mm-hmm. March 1st, Sunday. Mm-hmm. The 96 teams get selected. Mm-hmm. The first 32 teams, so the top eight seeds in each bracket, east, west, south, midwest, get a bye. Oh, so they did the first round by. So they don't play in the first week. I kind of like that. So the the earliest they could play is Thursday of the second week. So I don't know what that would be like the 12th. The remaining teams play each other. What I mean by that is you seed out the rest of the teams. So the East has 24 teams, West, South, Midwest. Nine plays 24, Mm -hmm. 10 plays 23, 11, et cetera. You go all the way down. Okay. So 16 plays 17, whatever. So what you, how how would they do this? So there's two ideas that you could do it. You could start the games on Wednesday. So the selection Sunday, Wednesday, you play. So each region gets another location. Mm-hmm. So like the East games will be played in Boston. The South will be played in Georgia. Midwest, Kansas. West, Anaheim. Like mm-hmm. whatever. Each day, so Wednesday, four East games. Four Midwest games. Okay. Thursday, four South games, four West games. And then the other four East games, other four Midwest games are uh, Friday, and then the other four for the other two brackets are Saturday. I like that. So you would have eight games for four straight games. So pretty much like you could be like for the East on on day one, it's nine versus 24, 16 versus 17. More exposure. More exposure. Yeah. yeah. More exposure. Mm -hmm. And then the the other four, whatever. Yeah. What happens then is after that Saturday's up, you'd, you'd be down to 64 teams. And what you could do is you could do two things. So either you could start it on Thursday and just do what you naturally do for the round of 64. Mm-hmm. I say, Jeremy and I were talking about this, they should start it on Wednesday because what they should do is they should have a, select, a second selection show on the March 8th of the eight teams remaining in each bracket that weren't on the bye, you reseed. So Ooh, based so, on their performance, based on their performance, so like, like if the that. nine seed, if the nine seed plays the twenty four seed, and the twenty four seed wins, and the twenty, well, that's numerical. Like you gotta do it like without doing a second so and be like, if the nine seed wins, the nine seed, right? Mm-hmm. Or the ten seed wins, and the nine seed wins, or the ten seed. Or you could do it as if the nine seed like wins by like a point in overtime over the twenty four seed. You can lower them. You could lower them, and like if the ten seed kicks crap out the twenty three seed, it's like you know what? Honestly, no, you can't move them from bracket to bracket, but you can move them. You can move the, a, yeah. move them in the bracket, so you'd have an, a second selection show, which is more exposure. So that was kind of our idea, and then my uh, our idea of it as well is that of the thirty two seeds that get a buy, four of them have to be outside the main conferences. So, like you know how like in football now, there's twelve teams, but now they've had like one group of five champion gets in. Yeah. So it helps the small schools because it guarantees their seat at the table at least in the buys where they wouldn't get screwed and it also helps the small schools too because if you go to 96 say just for reality's sake 
Niagara basketball goes undefeated and loses in the semifinals in the MAC tournament mm -hmm. to Canisius. And Canisius ends up winning the tournament and right. gets thought of it. Hypothetical. Hypothetical. Mm -hmm. When that happens, usually it's a MAC, the MAC Mid Atlantic Conference is athletic conference, is, is a one bid league. So usually it'll only be Canisius and Niagara gets screwed. In the 96 teams, I think it's very easy that Canisius would get in as the auto bid and Niagara would also get in as an at large because there's more at larges, right? Yeah. So it, and it's more opportunity for those like really good. And also, what it would do is unfortunately, it would completely like basically eliminate the NIT, which mm -hmm. is the second, like the, the best teams that don't make the NCAA tournament. Right. But, but, but I mean, sacrifices have to happen. Sacrifices happen. So I think it helps the small conferences a little bit, especially with the bigger thing. I think it adds another week of entry. The second selection show is up to determination. I also think the reason why I think our strategy is really, our, our thing is really cool is I think that's how you get to 100 teams too. You can even, yeah. Because what you get to get 100 teams is you say Tuesday, the 24 seed plays a 25 seed. Ooh. And make a fight to get in. Fight them to get in. So on that Tuesday, they play. And then you say, wherever you go, you play either Friday or like you don't play one, you don't play Tuesday or to Wednesday. Mm -hmm. You play Tuesday to whatever the Friday, Saturday in your, your region is. So yeah. you at least have an extra day. I think it adds entry. I think. The top teams get it now. What could happen is the top teams get rusty per se because they're off for a week and a half, and that could be a, a consequence. But I think the top teams would be okay with getting some rest. I think the second selection show is good for ratings. I also think the second selection show, what it also does is it also lowers, I guess, the competitive advantage super with the buy. Because if you're the eight seed and you get the buy, and if you know the nine seed wins, which they're probably going to do, you could be planning for a week and a half game planning for them. Mm -hmm. right? well, the 20, well, the nine seed has to play the 24 seed and then all that jazz. So I think it adds a little entry where if like on the eight seed, maybe like we may be planning for the nine seed, but the nine seed were to suck and the 11 seed was really good. We then had to play the 11 seed. Mm -hmm. um, so that's also you could do instead of doing another idea, instead of doing the 100 team thing on Tuesday, you have the seven the and the 10 play. I don't know how they would do this. I'm trying to think you would have, you, you know how the NBA does a play in. Mm -hmm. You could maybe do a play in for the last spots that are safe. Right. I don't know if anyone would agree that that might be too far, but you have to let us know what you think. I mean, Dom is basically paving the road right in front of me and I can see it happening. So I like that. I don't know how the listeners feel. Any anything else you want to add to the back end of that, or is that no? I mean, it's like I, I hope I did it's a, a little job. complicated. I hope I did you a did. good job of explaining it. If but, I can understand it, you yeah, did a good job of explaining it. So but I think that's like where they should go if they listen. People that are going to say, "Oh, they're not going to expand or whatever." People, no one thought that in college football, no one thought they were going to go to a fourteen playoff until they did, and no one thought they were going to expand upon the fourteen playoff. And ten years happened, and then they're doing it. Right, they're going. This this is going to happen. It has to. It it creates more watchability and more money. That's what it makes. Uh, that's the most important mm -hmm. part, uh, honestly. Because like, if you look at college football and the March Madness makes the most money for the NCAA, mm -hmm. and especially if NIL, then you'd be able to make more money for these schools, these programs, and that would mean more money. And for when NIL. the NCAA games start coming out for college basketball, like yep. they're going to with football again, you now have that big tournament that you could, yeah okay and another week and again. This is like the most. This is why I always say about March Madness. It's like, who are you competing against? It's like when I talk about like the NHL or the NBA. It's like, why are you starting your seasons in October 
when you're competing of college football and like the MLB playoffs, when you could start your seasons in December and compete with the tail end of the NFL? Like, why would you compete with more people? Like for college basketball, the reason why March Madness is so significant is because there's nothing, nothing else happening. There's nothing happening other mm-hmm. than college basketball. Like, yeah, Super Bowl's I, done, all that. Super Bowl's, mm-hmm. the NFL's done. The NHL and the NBA are winding down, and that's somewhat exciting, but it's like, I mean, when you have teams that are on the uptick during that time, when you have teams like us, you're not watching them very much. You know what I'm saying? Like, you'd mm-hmm. rather – I'd rather watch that. I'd rather sit down and watch March Madness. You know what I'm and saying? Again, you would – you want to be there the first time a 24 seed beats the one seed. Right. Like, or the 24 seed beats the nine seed and gets yeah. in. You like, want to see – you want to be there and see the St. Peter's take it down and go. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's yes. what you want to see. So When that happened, of course. But, but I, I, I just think – Obviously, there would have to be a lot of rules to like how would they be able to see? I alluded to the four buy thing for the top four, but then how would they be able to see the rest? It'd be a lot, but I just think, listen, it's going to be more money, more intrigue into the teams, more teams, which means more programs get money for more conferences, and more players get an opportunity to play for exposure. Like, think about all those guys for St. Peter's, like that got all that exposure for that that run. They would not have gotten that opportunity if it wasn't for that. Like, all like forever in our minds will we remember that team. And like when you look at that team, you're like, oh, I remember that player, and that player may not have known much. Yeah. So, I I think it's a great opportunity, and I think I think I I would be intrigued by it. Again, I love consuming sports, so I I, I would be intrigued to see what the average consumer would would think. Um, but I'm, I would be all for it. Yeah, me as well. Great job laying that out. I'm gonna have to go back and listen just to. Make sure I got everything, but I mean, I pretty much did. You you summed it up great, but I think that's going to do it for this edition of the Buffalonian Podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm Joe Kelly. As always, I'm joined by none other than Dom Loss. And Dom, how do you always end these, buddy? Go Bills, baby. Go Bills.